what is persistent prayer how can one pray always how can one pray all the time why persistent prayer is important for our christian faith these are all the questions that i want to discuss from the passage that is read to us from luke gospel chapter 18 verses 1 to 8 jesus talks about persistent prayer pray always and not to lose heart when your phone calls are not answered how do you feel if your phone calls are not returned how do you feel repeated calls nobody answered nobody bothered to return the call what will we do we just give up on the person right jesus says when such situation comes do not give up when you pray when the answers are not coming instantly don't give up keep praying keep praying now why did jesus say this parable parable of the persistent widow i think there are two reasons could be more than two number one jesus already told a parable uh, about prayer in luke gospel chapter 11 a parable of the friend who visited at night if you look back uh, luke chapter 11 he talked about the importance of prayer through that parable now towards the end of his ministry he is again talking about the importance of prayer particularly uh, praying uh, all the time pray uh, without ceasing luke has recorded 24 parables and this parable is the 21st parable that means uh, he, uh jesus before he leaves his work on this earth uh, he prepares his disciples to pray and not to give up keep praying uh, that's what jesus wanted to teach his disciples before he leaves the second reason could be because uh, in the previous chapter chapter 17 jesus talked about the coming kingdom during the last days difficult uh, um, times are coming during difficult times your prayers are not going to be answered instantly it's not going to come quickly you may have a delayed uh, answer do not give up keep praying keep believing do not give up your faith in god keep praying keep believing i think these are all the two reasons could be more than that one of the reasons we do not uh, keep praying is because our prayers are not answered answered in instantly we don't get the answer uh, quickly we get answers for our prayers 
quickly on some occasions, uh, but many uh, occasions we don't get prayers coming quickly or many things we have to wait. This is the experience everyone faces. But in Bible, we have uh, instances uh, where people get delayed prayers um, uh, many times. They, they got delayed prayer answers to their prayers. I'm sorry, delayed answer to their prayers. Abraham was promised that he would give, uh, he would receive a promised child, but he has to pray for 25 long years during which time several other things have happened, but he had to pray, wait for 25 years. Israelites prayed for 400 years uh, for God to release them from the bondage of slavery in Egypt. 400 years of prayer. And at last, God sent Moses and they have been uh, redeemed from the slavery in Egypt. And after they left Egypt, they could have reached the promised land in 40 days, but 40 years they prayed to enter into the promised land. Again, 40 years of praying and waiting for God to answer their prayers. We have many such instances. One of the prayers that I remember is from the New Testament. Paul prayed that God should remove a thorn from his flesh. He always prayed that a thorn from his flesh to be removed, but that prayer did not, uh, you know, he did not get answer for that prayer, but at the last, he got the answer that my grace is sufficient for you. So we have delayed answers in many prayers in the Bible. One of the prayers that we always pray, uh, your kingdom come. Millions of Christians pray this prayer every day, every day. The last 2000 years, people have prayed this prayer and we are still praying, but we have not seen the kingdom of God coming in its fullest form yet to come. Uh, the kingdom of God is yet to come in, in its fullest form, but we keep praying that your kingdom come. So we need to be praying, we shouldn't be giving up. Now this parable is parable of comparison. First comparison is made between unjust judge and the true God. Uh, is it a right <laughs> comparison? But that's how this parable is compared. The unjust judge is compared with the righteous God. The second comparison is the, uh, the, the persistent widow and we Christians. Two comparisons. Let's now look at the first comparison. Uh, the unjust judge and uh, our righteous God. What is the problem with the unjust judge? He never feared God, nor he respected people. 
these two are important qualities for every judge. These uh, both are very important to uh, uh, important one uh, important ones for the judge. Why? Fear of God is necessary. Without fear of God, how can you exercise uh, 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 judgment? I am accountable to God. I am responsible for what I am uh, delivering. Uh, he does not have the fear of God. And secondly, respect for people is also an important quality. He, as a judge, should make sure that people are treated with respect and dignity. If someone's, is, uh, someone's dignity is taken away, he is the one who should make sure that that person is uh, dignified or a person is given his or her due dignity. He did not have both qualities. And he is a notorious person. Uh, his behavior is known. A hopeless person. Um, from him, there's nothing good can be expected. But he delivered justice. He delivered justice. If a notorious person, a hopeless person, a person from whom nothing good is going to come, if he delivers justice, how much more the true God, the righteous God will deliver justice. A good comparison, bad example, but a, a right comparison is made. Our God is the God of justice and he will deliver justice. If justice can be expected from a person who is not at all a good person, how much more we can expect justice from the Lord and he will deliver justice. The second comparison is the widow and as the Christians. Her situation is very pathetic, very, very pathetic. We really do not know what is the uh, injustice uh, inflicted upon her. Could be that her savings have been stolen uh, and she doesn't have anything to uh, uh, live. Uh, that's how the widows lived at that time. They lived on the savings of their husbands and this particular widow has got somebody stolen her uh, money and now she comes to the court asking the court to help her. She is a helpless woman, a vulnerable woman. He, she cannot go and appoint an advocate to uh, fight her case in the court, no. And she doesn't have a male member in the family to fight with the opponent who has stolen the money. Uh, she cannot uh, help herself. A helpless woman, a person who is vulnerable coming to the court. Now she has got only one weapon. The weapon is coming to the court all the time. There's no other weapon she has got, helpless woman. She would come to the court in the morning uh, and stand at the entrance. As the judge walks in, he saw her. He has already seen her in the court, but now again the second day he is seeing her standing 
at the entrance. When he went to the market to buy the vegetables or something, she is there in the market in front of him. And while he went back home at the entrance, she stood there. She was standing before him all the time. That's the only weapon she had and she did it without giving it up. In other words, she bothered him too much. If you look at what the judge said, the judge said, so that she may not wear me out. She is bothering me too much. In fact, uh, you know, if you look at the original uh, translation or original uh, language meaning, it, it goes like this, uh, so that she does not give me a black eye. What does that mean? That means she is bothering me uh, to the core. I have no other option except to do something so that she will not come back to me. She is punching me on my face by standing here, there, and I should somehow get rid of her so I will bring uh, justice to her. It was a difficult job for her to come every day in front of him, but she did it consistently. She did it persistently. What do we learn? As this woman has done it, we ought to come to the Lord every time, all the time. If you look at Jesus' ministry, he always prayed early in the morning. Before it is dawn, he will go to a solitary place for prayer. Even during the daytime, when people are around him, people are pressing him, he would withdraw from the crowd, go and pray. Even after the day's hard work, busy day's work, he will still go to a solitary place and pray. His life was filled with prayer, morning, evening, afternoon, night, all the time he prayed. And he says, pray all the time. If you look at Jesus' prayer, he prayed. He prayed before selecting his 12 disciples. In fact, he prayed overnight uh, uh, before selecting the 12 disciples. At the Garden of Gethsemane, he prayed. His prayer was so intense that he sweat blood. If he prayed, we all have to pray. If he prayed, we ought to pray. Prayer is not an optional activity for us. Prayer is must and we need to be praying. Why we stop praying? Why we stop praying? I find that could be, uh, I find two reasons, it could be two reasons. Number one, I stop praying because I think that it is not possible for the Lord. It, God cannot do anything with this. So why I should pray? When I come to that kind of an uh, impression, that impression takes me away from God. My faith in God is diminishing. God is still on the throne. He is the only one God. There's no other God. 
He alone can bring order. And if I stop praying, I'm saying to the Lord that, Lord, you are not going to do anything and I have no uh, hope in you, which is dangerous, which is dangerous for my faith. We need to be keep believing. And if we are keep, uh, uh, if we keep believing, that means we keep praying. Second reason stop praying means uh, I believe myself. I can do whatever I want to do. Uh, I am full of myself and I have the ability uh, to handle my affairs by myself. I don't need anybody's help. That is again dangerous. A couple of weeks ago, we learned this prayer. What is that prayer? We said that um, with, with God being my help, I will. Uh, with the help of God, I will. This is the prayer that uh, we have to say. We cannot help ourselves. This woman, the widow, was helpless. And in that helplessness, she came to the Lord. Helplessness and prayer go together. Because I am helpless, because I cannot handle my things on my own, I'm coming to God and asking his help. With the help of God, we can do. Can I solve all the problems of the world? The problem in, the, uh, in, in Ukraine, the war in Ukraine, can I stop it? The conflict that is going on in Syria, will I be able to solve it? We are helpless people. We come to him and we pray unto him that he should bring justice on this earth. We have no other option except praying. There is absolutely no way I can stop praying. You know, Paul in his letter to Thessalonians said, pray without ceasing. This particular words comes with war connotation. That means you, you are in the war friend and you keep pushing, keep pushing. When you are injured, you don't run away. You go back, sit, regroup yourself, and you come again and attack. So we are in a war zone, and the only way forward is praying. Now the question comes to us, is God reluctant in giving answers to our prayers? No, no, not at all, not at all. He is mindful of his people uh, who call him day and night. He will bring justice. He will answer to your prayers, not to opinion. He's a righteous God. He alone is just. He alone brings justice. And he will establish justice on this earth. Yes, we know this God. He's a very compassionate God. We read this in Psalm 103. As the father has compassionate for his children, so the Lord has compassionate for, uh, for, for those who fear him. We also read this. Cast your burdens unto Jesus because cast your burden unto him because he cares for you. Then why we get delayed response? 
I was talking to one of our priests uh, in Baghdad. The previous diocese where I worked um, uh, has got Iraq in its jurisdiction. Uh, and uh, in Iraq, uh, the diocese has got um, a hospital, a small clinic, a nursery school, and uh, some other projects. All these are outside the green zone. It's in the red zone. I was uh, talking to the priest. How are you managing? Because all their projects are 100% funded. So the, the priest was telling me that we pray and we ask funds uh, uh, in reserve. We want funds to be kept in our bank so that we can always use, take the money and use it. But it's never the case. We always get the funds at the last minute. We don't get it one day before. We don't get it one day after. God provides at the right time, which is very, very true. He's omniscient. We sang today. He knows everything. And he answers to your prayers at the right time. But keep praying. Keep praying. You might uh, have heard this phrase. You ought to punch up. You ought to punch up and never punch down. We use this phrase uh, for um, uh, uh, criticism. When it comes to uh, people in power and authority, punch up. When you see injustice, when you see uh, they not doing their work, punch up. Uh, but when it comes to uh, people who are in difficult situation, when it comes to people uh, who are going through a tough time, don't use your power to punch down. This is the expression that is used in, in English. I think I'm saying it correctly. Now, I want to use it in our Christian life. We have fight against rulers, principalities, uh, authorities, uh, and, and, uh, and, and darkness. Punch up, look up, pray unto God. Keep your faith going. Don't punch yourself. Don't look at your situation. Don't, don't feel bad about your failures. Don't punch down. Don't hit you. But keep pushing up. Keep praying. Keep praying. Keep trusting. You will be answered. May the dear Lord help us so that we keep praying uh, and, and never uh, uh, stop praying. God bless us all. Amen. Now we will have the response song.